right. Welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. And I'm Matthew. And today we are going to talk about episode three, Headcase. Yes. Uh, we're reading from the DVD box set the summary. Uh, tensions escalate between new roommates, Will and Grace, when she decides to renovate their bathrooms. Ooh. Mm. That's an awfully judgy summary of the episode. Very judgy. Emphasis Matthews, though, not mm-hmm. the box set. That's true. The box set does not have, like, italics or bold or <laughs> asterisks. It did, actually. There were, like, 15 asterisks. <laughs> I'm a liar. Yes. Never trust anything I say. He's a liar who tells lies. <laughs> um, I really like this episode. Yeah? It's, I don't really know what the title means. I just kind of assumed it was maybe about Will's neuroses. Yeah, or something. Something. I don't really know. I don't know. Maybe it's some obscure 1998 reference to something that we don't know about because we are wee bitty children. We are teensy tiny babies. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm not totally sure what the reference there is, but that's the title. It's Headcase. That's all. Works for me. All right, so let's get into the episode. Yeah, I mean, it's a funny one. I mean, the the main plot is that you have these two roommates who are still getting used to each other, fighting mm-hmm. over a very real roommate thing. Although, frankly, they're very lucky to have two bathrooms in the first place. I know, we have to share a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Listeners at home who might have decided that episode three was a good time to tune in. <laughs> Matthew and I are roommates in real life, IRL, and we only have... One bathroom. And it's about the size of Grace's bathroom. Yeah, so personally, I didn't really feel too bad for her. Right. But I guess for the purposes of the show and of the podcast, I guess we'll feel bad for Grace. Yes. Sidebar, uh, she's shaving her legs out of the bathtub, which I found very peculiar. Tell me more, person who shaves her legs. Well, I don't shave my legs that often, but when I do decide to, most of the time it's just me in the sh- like while I'm in the shower. Yeah. Like, I'll just be, like, shampooing my hair, and then while I put the conditioner in, I shave my legs. So it was very perplexing to me that she was just, like, chilling out on the toilet, shaving her legs. Yeah. That might be just a normal, like, TV, like, we're not going to show this person naked. Right. Like, I just could have just as easily done that with her legs sticking out of the shower and her head sticking out of the shower curtain. Mm -hmm. But what do I know? I don't produce television. (laughs) Okay, so let's actually get into the episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, on the face of it, combining the bathrooms is not... A terrible solution. Mm-hmm. But with Will and Grace both. Yes. It's just... Well, they're not the kind of people who can share a bathroom. Yeah, no, I... No, no. I mean, like... Yeah, no, it's bad. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about Grace's choices as an interior designer mm-hmm. in this episode. And also the next one. Things to look forward to. Okay. And I just kind of kept burning down while I was watching. Like, how is she still employed? <laughs> Like, it, I don't know. I don't know that much about how, like, if housing market works, but I have a feeling that decreasing the number of bathrooms in an apartment from one bathroom, down to one bathroom, that yeah. is, would decrease the property value a lot. Yeah. Also, is the implication that Will owns this place? Because, I don't know, I'm a renter. Yeah. Well, you know, in that one episode, he said that it was rent controlled. Yeah. So, But that's confusing. If it's rent controlled, doesn't that imply there's still rent to be paid? Yeah. It doesn't seem... Okay, questions for later. Like, maybe that's a little bit more of that, like, sitcom reality right, exactly. sort of situation there. But, I mean, either way, tearing down the wall of the bathroom is not a great solution. It's a weird bathroom. I actually don't yes. like Will's bathroom. No. It's got that really big tub by itself. Oh, I loved the big tub. I mean, I loved it, but it's not a very functional bathroom. Well, it had a shower. It true. Was, there was, like, a tub and a shower. That's true. I don't know. Yeah, no, I just don't really understand how... The thought was, let's just make this bathroom twice as big. Like, you're still going to have a tub and a shower. Right. And all that would really do is just increase the amount of crap you could put in one bathroom. Right. 
would you get like a real big linen cloth out of it? I just didn't really see the point. Right. It's actually interesting that Will is so resistant to sharing the bathroom because mm-hmm. presumably that's what he would have done with his ex-boyfriend. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. There's a lot of ex-boyfriend drama that's mentioned in this. That's true. And hinted at, and so maybe maybe he was the type of person who, you know, shunted Michael off to the other bathroom. Oh, that would be sad. Maybe he couldn't have, like, lovely looking over at each other while they brush their teeth moments. That's probably what ruined their relationship. I really thought it was the singing of Got to Be Real. <laughs> yes, that was quite amusing. I um, actually liked this episode that it was the first episode so far that we've seen where Will is, like, legitimately, like, acting like a gay man. Oh, okay. So you also sing Got to Be Real when you get ready in the morning? I mean, I'm more of a best-of-my-love guy myself. <laughs> but Got to Be Real on occasion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't do that, but I would feel very comfortable doing it mm-hmm. in an apartment that I own by myself and didn't fear the neighbors hearing me singing beautiful, beautiful love songs. Yes. Um, if by any chance our neighbors downstairs are listening to this, hi guys. <laughs> Hopefully our singing doesn't keep you up at night. It probably does. Yeah, probably. I mean, they have a child. Mm-hmm. Sorry we're revealing personal details about you on the internet. We just said that they have a child. Unnamed strangers. Unnamed strangers <laughs> with a child. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of refreshing. Like, that's something that you wouldn't have in a fight between a straight guy and a straight woman in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have the fight where she's mad because he's singing in the bathroom and it's distracting her in her little teeny tiny bathroom. Well, yeah, and I couldn't really tell. Was the fight that she was annoyed that he was singing or the fight that she was annoyed that he had all this space to do that fantastic choreography while he shaved and she had to, you know, prop herself up on the toilet sink situation. I think it was a little of both. I will yeah. say that I got a real kick out of watching them be so stressed with each other. Yes. When they were in the giant bathroom. I know. Where like, they could have like put up a curtain or something. Right. Like they had all of this space and they were just like, no, you move. No, I need to tweeze. I, I did enjoy the tweezing moment because he was just so horrified. Yeah. That she had to tweeze her eyebrows. Again, yeah. that, that doesn't really make sense why they he had the tiny, tiny bathroom mm-hmm. for his boyfriend because it seems like he was not okay with sharing the bathroom at all. Right, so... Whereas Grace's concern was more, I don't want this teeny tiny bathroom. Right, well, I think her concern was also, in addition to I don't want the teeny tiny bathroom, like, this is our home that we share together, and I want to feel like it's Mm -hmm. mine as well as yours. Well, and in an episode where Grace didn't really get... Grace kind of got the short end of the stick in this episode a right. lot of the time. But that was kind of a good point that I liked that the show made. Right, was that she should feel comfortable in her own home. Mm-hmm. She should, you know, be able to put up weird little dancing goat figurines and right. mermaid pillows and <laughs> break down the wall in the bathroom if she needs to. Right. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, it all resolves well in the end. Mm-hmm. So it of works out. It does. Because it's a sitcom. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of, yeah, I like that element of it that... Even though, you know, Grace got all the really bad jokes this episode. Yeah, she really did. She kind of was made out to be the ridiculous person who was asking too much of Will. Right. But, I mean, at the end, it did kind of seem like she she was in the right there. Like, right, for sure. She she was not asking for too much. At the mm-hmm. end, they compromised. And yeah. It was actually kind of well-balanced because at the beginning of the episode, you think that she's being ridiculous mm-hmm. and she can just deal with that bathroom. But then, as it goes on, you know, you see Will interact with Jack a little bit. Mm -hmm. You see um, Will and Grace fight about it some more. Right. It really does become more of a referendum, almost, on Will's controlling nature. Yeah. His need to have everything his way. Yeah, that's definitely true. While it it does kind of transition from being, like, Grace is the butt of the jokes, Grace is being needy and ridiculous, it does kind of eventually reach the point of, well, Will is being kind kind of a bit much there, too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I definitely, I enjoyed Will being so passive-aggressive a few times. It was, <laughs> uh, especially there was that scene where Harlan, his client, comes over, oh, and oh my gosh. Harlan, I just, I can't get behind this character. I just, He's weird. I don't understand what he is or why he is the way that he is, but yeah. he just, every time we see him interact with Will, he is just continually baffled by gays. Yeah, and how which they, is clever, I guess, but I it's guess. also just kind of confusing. Yes. I, I think here, here's the reason why I'm confused by it over and over again, is because they picked this character who is such an over-the-top Southerner to be like, gays, they're so quirky and strange. I don't know. It's just, it's a weird mix of them being really progressive and also them being really conservative yeah. at the same time. No, I totally get what you're saying because I feel like it, now in 2016, if they were to introduce a Southern character... Nine times out of ten, either they are gay, mm-hmm. if they're going to introduce a new show like this, or they're, like, a giant homophobe who right. just, like, is, like, Westboro Baptist church style right. pissed off. And I don't want to say it's a more nuanced portrayal, because I don't think it is. I mm-hmm. think they're trying to portray him as the average American. Which is a choice. But that's weird, because he's being presented as a non-average American. Right. He's being presented as, like, he is this weirdly, like, progressive, but just doesn't understand kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Which is probably useful from a, a functional, structural perspective on the show. Right. Um, but it kind of, it it sits oddly Right. Well, I think it's just one of those things that maybe just doesn't really hold up 20 years down the line. Yeah. I mean, don't forget, this was one of the first primetime TV shows that had, like, a gay character as a That's main true. character. So, I mean... The fact that they had, you know, out gays who were gay and said they were gay and gay, 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 gay all the day. Gay? gay. The show's about gay people? Gay. <laughs> I think the part that's really sticky for me is I don't understand why the character is Southern. Yeah. Other than know. it being a weird personality quirk they in just, a show that doesn't serve that well. They were just like, oh no, everyone else is from New York, let's throw in a Southerner for... Right. Why not? Oh. Yeah. No, I did enjoy their little, like, passive-aggressive fight before and after he shows up, though. <laughs> Um, I think we were talking, so Matthew and I, we've been best of friends for like almost 10 years mm-hmm. now, and we were not so impressed with their pretending not to fight no, skills. No, they have the worst pretending not to fight face, and they've known each other for longer than Tessie and I have, and mm-hmm. they, they couldn't deal with it. They could not hold it up, and I don't know what their deal was, but I, I'm sending out some, uh, little bit of shade at Will and Grace for not being able to keep it together with company around. I mean, it's entirely possible that we're just sociopaths. Yeah, that's true. We are sociopaths. No one has diagnosed us one way or the other. I have been. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just, it's strange to me that even just as friends or just as people who've known each other for a long time, mm-hmm. they don't have the ability to put that aside for the sake of their friendship mm-hmm. or or that the show chooses not to have that. And I get that it's for comedic purposes, so I like to say things about, oh, this is just like me and the missus. Yeah. But it's just kind of... I don't want to say disheartening. It's just, it's strange. I wish yeah. Will and Grace were more together, even though I get that this episode and probably a lot of the plots of their first season mm-hmm. are going to be about them not having their things together. Right, yeah. I guess I just kind of feel, felt a little strange about that, just because I feel like you and I had that sort of situation perfected pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Especially considering Will and Grace's background. Like, you'll find out later that they, they dated each other in college for hmm. a hot second. And Matthew and I dated each other, and maybe that's where we learned it. The, like, nope, everything's fine. Yep. We can put on a performance for everyone, and as soon as everyone else leaves the room, it's like, how freaking dare you? Oh, I, I hate you so much. Oh, my God, how can you be such a dick? <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny when they are being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so I can take it in these small doses. I just kind of hope it doesn't become a trend, because yeah. I, yeah. Want, I want them to exhibit a stronger friendship than that. Right, and I also kind of want to stop letting the show rely so much on the, like, oh, they're just like a married couple mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Because, I don't know, I know in my personal life that gets 
real dull, real mm-hmm. quick. When people keep like, why can't you two just work it out? It's like, right. not corresponding sexuality. That's not how we, you put the fingers together and it's the wrong combination yeah, of things. No, there's, no, it's, <laughs> for those people at home, I'm making a violent scissoring gesture and Matthew had two finger penises going at it. I think I was actually touching the tips of the vaginas together. Oh, yeah. I was doing it totally wrong. That's totally how ladies who like ladies have sex. You just bump them into each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not even scissoring? No. Scissoring isn't a thing. Oh, God. Okay. So, let's talk about something else. It's weird, but Jack and Karen don't really do a lot in this episode. Yeah. I wrote down that they both remain flawless, but they also remain flawlessly just kind of the butt of the jokes. That is a good way to describe them. Yeah. They are pretty flawless in this episode. They are. Uh, There's uh, all of the beautiful stuff about um, Will helping Jack with his resume. Yep. Which I found interesting because I have it written down, but so Jack's unemployed, but his big thing is that he really just wants his resume to be in Helvetica fonts. Mm-hmm. Which and is a good choice It is someone a good who choice. works with print and fonts for a living. I do love a good Helvetica, so that was a good call, so mm-hmm. hopefully that works out for Jack. But they were kind of going over his skills, and they were just like, oh, Jack can't do anything. Right. Like, he should just be a caterer. <laughs> it's funny that the only, like, running plot thread that we've had from the beginning, other than Will and Grace, like, living together, mm-hmm. is Jack trying to get a job. Yeah, because Jack is just kind of an overall disaster, poor thing. He yeah. doesn't have a place to stay. He doesn't <laughs> have a job. He's probably living with, with, living with his mother right now. Yes, I think at this point we can probably safely assume he's living with his mother Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, Will kicked him out so Grace can move in. Yeah. But he doesn't really do a lot. Karen does a little bit more because yes. she has she just has better bits, I think, with Grace. I think so, yeah. That bit where they were at the office and Grace kind of went off on Karen about how she doesn't actually do anything <laughs> in the office was pretty great. Um, I think that's actually, out of my like recurring jokes that have come up so far, I think my favorite is the fact that Karen does nothing. Yes, that was pretty great. I, um, I kind of like the scene. Though it wasn't the best joke, it was a little bit iffy. Okay. But there was that scene where like Grace is like explaining like these she's like, Now honey, what are these doodles over here? And it was like, Oh, these are blueprints. Mm-hmm. Harkening back to how is Grace still employed? How does she have time to work on her own bathroom at the office? Anyways, but so she's explaining <laughs> to Karen, like, this is a copy machine and this is a fax and mm-hmm. this is how you do this stuff. And then Karen's like getting it. She's like, oh no, I feel like the miracle worker. And then <laughs> I just my brain flashed to water, Helen, water <laughs> You're drinking water. <laughs> Listeners at home, listen to the sound of iced tea being stirred. <laughs> um, that was nice. That was beautiful. Beautiful interlude. <laughs> um, okay, but like, also, like, I guess one of the good things that Jack does this episode is he kind of gives us another, another outsider's perspective on Will's inability to share or compromise mm. or relax in any way. That's Shame true. Form. Because I think if I remember the timing of the episode right, Grace doesn't bring any of that up until she's already talked to Karen. She's already like, yeah, this is my apartment. Right. Well, that is also another thing that Karen does is she reminds Grace that she can sort of like claim ownership in the apartment. Mm-hmm. However, she does have that awful throwaway line about, you know, can't change men, gay, straight, bi, tie, they don't like change. And I'm just like, oh, so close where? No. <laughs> Like, it was an interesting one, it was an interesting perspective, but, like, just, if you're gonna trot out the, like, acronym, like, do it right, <laughs> Karen, just, you, I, come on. <laughs> if you can, if you can say bye on TV in episode three, which I was pretty proud of as mm-hmm. a bye person, I was like, whoop, whoop, take a drink. Maybe, you know, <laughs> stick to the proper acronym. Yeah. Well, we did prove you wrong about them not saying bisexual. No, no, no. They didn't say bisexual. They just said bi. That's I did not say that they didn't say bi. I said they didn't say bisexual. But 
I think that's maybe going back. I think that's something important to bring up, which is that we get more of Will's baggage in this yes, episode. Yes, we definitely do. Um, there's that line where Grace and him are arguing about how he doesn't want to change, and um, he, she says, "Damn it, Will, I'm not Michael," mm-hmm. and that kind of hurt hurt me in my little heart. Yeah, made me sad Will. for him. I'm surprised to see that the show is willing to keep sticking with this plotline. Yeah, it's an interesting choice to have this off-screen ex-boyfriend who's, you know, making a lot of things happen yeah. the way they're happening, but and we don't I see think we've, I think we've talked about this, but I feel like you had said that you're pretty sure he does not return. I mean, I'm place. not positive. Again, I haven't seen season the early seasons in a while, okay. but I don't have any, like, real memories of him, like, being back as, like, an actual character. Yeah. Like, I feel like he might show up at one point, but he's not, like... Mm-hmm. he's not, like, having, like, a six-episode arc or something. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting to me because, like we've said before, this is such an important relationship for Will that we never get to see. Right. It's longer-lasting than any other relationship it's that we know about. Seven years. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long he knows Jack for, but he's definitely... The only relationship that we've seen that's longer is him and Grace. Right. So it makes sense that he's not over this character yet, mm-hmm. but you would think that, just based on the way that the show is set up, that they would just have... Grace is having a clean slate, so Will has a clean slate. Right, but Will's slate is, like, the opposite of clean. It's, like, all sorts of, like, extra chalk mm-hmm. left over, and, like, it wasn't properly, like, sponged off. Sorry, I'm, like, now just imagining, like, wiping down a chalkboard <laughs> with the wet sponge. <laughs> but, I mean, like, there's also that line, I think Jack says it, where, um, maybe it was Grace. Someone says that Michael couldn't even get Will to change shampoo. Mm-hmm. So, like, we have, like, really, like, intense, like, Really doubling down on the fact that, like, Will does not change for anyone, including this person, Michael, who he is still hung up on. Mm-hmm. Like, it does not seem to matter who this person is or what they mean to him. He's not changing. Yeah. He hates change. <laughs> I do think, by extension, though, that moment gives us another glimpse into the fact that, for Will and Grace, this point in their lives is really important for them mm-hmm. as a unit. Because Will, Will has known Grace for years. Right. And Grace has never gotten him to change anything either. Right. Presumably. Yeah, I mean, I would assume that, considering this bathroom fight fight turns into such a disaster, mm-hmm. that they probably have not reached too many compromises in yeah. their relationship. So it's kind of cool to see that now that they are focusing on this relationship, mm-hmm. they are finding positive angles on it. Right. I mean, this character is never going to change that he's stuck up and he doesn't like change, because that's perfect for a comedy. Right. You want a character like that for the other characters to push against. Right, exactly. But it is nice that for Grace and for nobody else, Mm -hmm. he will compromise. Yes. And I thought that was cute. (laughs) I Um, also love how the eventual compromise with the bathroom is literally a matter of them just moving the wall. Yeah, which, again, I just wonder because I have these sorts of, like, reality questions. I'm like, what if that was a load-bearing wall? (laughs) There's so many things with, like, pipes. Mm -hmm. Like, guys, I'm so worried. I had a hard time picturing how the layout of the bathrooms was. And I know Mm -hmm. this is another thing that they don't care about in sitcoms until the contemporary era. Right. But, like, I'm imagining those drawings you see on the internet where they sketch out, like, the friend's apartment. Right. And how I met your mother apartment. I'm pretty sure there is actually a Will and Grace blueprint out there on the internet. Yeah, and I'm going to have to look that up because I'm trying to imagine which wall she walked knocked down, because in my brain it was the one in the hallway, hmm. which is not... It clearly wasn't, because that would be... Well, frankly, that would be hilarious, because then you'd just be able to see Will in the bath all the time. Right. But it would cast more shade on Grace's abilities as a interior designer. Yes, I just... I don't understand. Is that, like, supposed to be a joke? Like, is she, was that what interior designing was in the late 90s? I just... I don't... Wow. I feel like, don't understand. in my mind, I feel like that career is the same as, like, when Rachel Green becomes a personal shopper on mm. Friends. And, like, it's definitely a thing that ex- still exists, but I feel like it's a thing that people were interested in more in the 90s. 
Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe. interior designers definitely held that better than personal shopper for a lot of That reasons. definitely could be. It also could be one of those things, like, if you've ever read um, Mindy Kaling's book, first one. I have not stolen it is, from you yet. Yes, you should read that. But uh, for anyone listening at home, if you've read the uh, Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me book, it there is this interesting bit about how people in rom-coms, like, dudes are always, like... They're always, um, they're always an architect, and women mm. are always things like an art curator or something. Mm. Like those jobs don't actually exist in abundance out in the real world. And I kind of wonder if that was like a '90s thing where everyone was doing interior designing or interior yeah. decorating. No, that's super true. Granted, I'm still in my 20s, so maybe people I know just can't afford it. But I've never heard of anyone coming out and like getting a designer to like do their place up. I think that's a that's a rich people in New York thing. Yeah, maybe. Like, Manhattan's, like, the only place where Grace can get away with being an interior designer who does her own work on her lunch break. Yeah. It didn't seem like that was her lunch break, let's be <laughs> real. Like, I think she's just doing personal work at home. Yeah. People shouldn't do that. Listeners, you can't do this, but Tessie's making a very mean face at me because someone here has a problem with work-life balance. Yes. Which is it's why Matthew. Which is why, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, I'm looking for people to join my self-help line. Oh. It's, it's a conference call where we all call in and talk about how much work we have to do and that we're not doing because we're on the conference call mm. in front of our friends and significant others to bother them even more. Yeah, that would be super great because then we wouldn't have to live together anymore. Mm, that's a good point. Because <laughs> in the lawsuit, I would have gotten enough money to move out on my own. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know us in real life, I'm sure there's going to be one or two who do. Uh, we have this in constant Constant struggle in the apartment about how much Matthew's allowed to complain about his job. <laughs> Not that he doesn't love his job. I think he complains about it mostly because he does love his mm-hmm. job. If but, I didn't love it, I wouldn't complain about it. But he complains. It's like children. Um, I feel like I had something funny to say, but I forgot what it was. And I was going to close up the podcast, and it was perfect. What was it? I don't know. I was going to say how my plans for the future include how I'm going to totally pull you into a bathtub the next time we get into a fight. Oh, that's funny. That seemed to work out. <laughs> It did, actually. Because, you know, rubbing my wet, naked body all up on your suit. You've tried that before. It does not work. Did I really did it, Did a good old college try. <laughs> we weren't even in college yet. No. Nope. That, that was the mistake. That was the mistake. You didn't have the college skills for the college try. I had a college level, reading level, when I was in, like, the fifth grade, okay? Oh, well, we're all fancy. On that note, I'm going to take a break to roll my eyes. But uh, we hope you all enjoyed this uh, podcast episode. We're yep. uh, we're excited about things going forward. Yeah, we're pretty pretty pumped. Uh, Will and Grace, they're Woo. awesome. We love it. Woohoo! Okay, if this disaster was something you enjoyed and you'd like to get in touch with <laughs> us, you can find us on Twitter at Not A Couple Show, on Tumblr at notacouplepodcast.tumblr.com, or you can always email us at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. Please do. We're excited to hear from you. We are very excited to hear from you. It'll take us away from our work-life balance issues. Well, only some of us have. (laughs) All right. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And we are not a couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This episode was filmed in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Her name's Eliza. Also brought to you by the sounds of iced tea being stirred. Ooh, delicious. Delicious iced tea.